Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of their entrepreneurial careers. This is professional certified mindfulness coach Evan Dunn Baritone, and you are listening to episode 89. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Hello, everybody. I have some exciting news from my family. We are going to be moving to Texas in a couple of months. I'm going to get my PhD at Texas Tech University, and Hannah is planning on working on her master's at the same time. We're excited for this challenge. You know, it's going to push us both professionally, help us to take it to the next level. And I'm going to take the next couple of years to polish off my technique and um, continue to work on um, performing and building up that part of my career. And it's just going to be really great. Um, I'm excited also to continue to work on combining these worlds of music and mindfulness that I love so much. It's exactly what I'll be researching as I study. And um, I'll be passing on more of that learning to all of you and to future clients as well. So um, look forward to that. We are here in Idaho. We're having a lovely sunny weather this week. The other night, um, I came out of a rehearsal and I was surrounded by this amazing floral scent from some nearby trees. I'm not sure what they were, but just this is one of my favorite things to experience is the smell of flowers. And so we've also been riding our bikes everywhere we go. My kids and Hannah have been riding me to to rehearsal in the evenings and then they've been riding their bikes over to this new park I haven't even seen the new park but I've heard it's amazing I can't wait to go there with my kids we've been going on walks and I've been doing yoga outside and also some tumbling I love tumbling out on the grass anyway it's just been so great Um, but it's kind of funny because This is kind of typical of my brain and everyone's brain. You know, I have this moment where I'm enjoying the beautiful weather. And then all of a sudden my brain offers me this thought that, oh, you know, it's not going to be quite as lovely in Texas. And Texas Tech, where I'll be studying, is in Lubbock in West Texas. And there is no nice grass there. There's like... Um, little thistles in the grass so you never walk around barefoot or sit in the grass and there's red ants and um, (laughs) when I thought this at first I started feeling kind of sad about the move like oh no I don't really want to go live there but then I realized that I want to feel excited about moving I don't want to feel sad about moving and I know things will be different there there will be some nice things that are different there that I don't have here And there are things that are nice here that I won't have there. So, you know, I eventually I do want to mourn the fact that there won't be nice grass in Lubbock. But I don't want to mourn about that now because I'm not 
leaving for Lubbock for a couple of months. I want to be present and enjoy the grass while I'm here sitting in it, while I'm doing yoga in the grass or tumbling with my kids. And then later, I probably will allow myself some time to mourn the things that I love about Idaho and the things that I'll miss. But I'll also try to be present in Lubbock and and find the things that I love about Lubbock. So one of the things I will miss is riding my bike all around town. And Lubbock is not super bike friendly, um, and that's okay. But this morning, um, my four-year-old son and I, we were riding bikes, and um, we found this little hill. And he wanted to ride his bike down the hill. And he has one of those Strider bikes without pedals, you know, so he would just lift up his feet and kind of crouch into a little ball, and he would just go soaring down this hill. And it was so great because the whole time he went down the hill, he was whooping and hollering like, woo, and just having the most amazing time. And it was pretty awesome, but I pretty quickly forgot about it because I had other things that I wanted to do. I wanted to get settled where we were going so I could put out my yoga mat and do some yoga, you know, on our, while we were doing our little jaunt. So I found the place. There was a sandbox for my son to play in. So he was playing. I was doing my yoga practice, and it was sunny but cool outside, and it was just beautiful. So I was doing my flow, practicing some poses, and I realized I was just kind of struggling. My breath was stuck and I was not enjoying the practice. And I remembered all of a sudden this image of my son riding his bike down the hill and how he allowed himself to feel completely unfiltered and unbridled joy. His entire being was beaming with excitement at being alive. And in fact, he shouted out, I'm like a shooting star. (laughs) It was just so wonderful to see. And I wondered, how come I don't feel that same joy, either while I'm doing this yoga practice or even other times in my day? How come I don't allow myself this? And so my brain offered me a thought, you know, as it does. And my brain was like, well, you're an adult now. And you have adult things that you need to take care of. It's more serious for you than it is for your son. And I thought that thought and almost immediately I discovered that what I really want (laughs) is not to feel like I'm grown up and so I need to be boring and old all the time. (laughs) What I really want to feel is I want to feel more alive. I want to feel more joyful, more celebratory of simple moments rather than taking everything super seriously like an adult should do, you know. So I kept doing my yoga practice and this thought of realizing what I want to feel made me smile. And it was the most simple and profound moment. All of a sudden, my breath regulated and got really calm and smooth and my muscles stopped shaking and fighting me so much and I started to enjoy the practice. And guess what? It was still challenging, right? But suddenly this this challenge of doing the poses and doing the flow and everything, it became this celebration, a blissful journey for myself rather than being a strenuous and frustrating drudgery of just something that I felt like I had to do. It was magical. 
And it was a difference that was so simple. It was just this simple thought that I chose to think in my brain. And remember, my brain had originally offered a thought. I decided to intentionally shift the focus away from what my brain was telling me. And instead, I focused on actively searching for joy. A small thing, but it turned around my practice and helped to set a course for my entire day. So after I finished my practice, my son and I packed up and headed home. And he still wanted to ride down the hill a few more times. So I decided to kind of put down my things and I sat at the bottom of the hill and I just watched him ride. And I, he rode up and down several times and his whole face just lit up. I'm just getting emotional thinking about it. It was the most beautiful thing. And... I'm so glad that I took a moment to focus on that joyful thought that I could have just let pass by me. And um, it got me thinking that even as an adult with a job and a family and adult responsibilities, I want to find more ways to feel exuberantly about something every day. I want to feel like I want to whoop and holler, you know, like really let loose and just feel totally alive and carefree about something every day. And I told Hannah about this and she told me that she saw this man, he was a college student and he was walking probably in between classes or something, had earphones in and he was dancing. He was dancing to the music. His arms were flying and he was smiling and he was just really moving and enjoying the sunlight I imagine and he created this beautiful amazing moment for himself and it wasn't just that he decided to turn on music right there are bazillions of people who have earphones in and listen to music but it was that he decided that he wanted to feel much more Um, vibrancy in that moment. He wanted to really soak in the experience. And so he danced. (laughs) Now, I understand that dancing in public may or may not be your bread and butter, may not be the way that you show that you're feeling in life. But I'm wondering what you could focus on. What's something you could focus on and do enthusiastically each day and really do it wholeheartedly? What would that look like for you? What could you enjoy that you're currently doing on a regular basis, but you're doing it monotonously? You're just kind of going through the motions. Um, Like maybe you're driving, but you decide that you're going to enjoy a simple, quiet drive or a meal that you're already eating. But what if you actually try to slow down and taste what you're eating and enjoy it? Or what could you decide to do to search for humor? Maybe. (laughs) What could you laugh at that you're currently ignoring? Could you laugh at yourself? Is there something that you're taking yourself too seriously about and that maybe you could chill out and just laugh at what's happening? 
Is there something that you love doing, like going on a walk or reading or talking on the phone with a loved one? And then maybe you could do it more often and not just do it. Because like I've talked about before, sometimes I do things that I generally love. But if I don't allow myself to just really love and do it and think those thoughts of embracing this moment, then I won't enjoy it. So could you not just do the thing, but what if you allowed yourself to slow down and just really love doing it? What simple pleasures and joys are you hiding from yourself because you think you're too adult for them? (laughs) Or maybe you think you need to focus more on those serious responsibilities that you have. (laughs) It reminds me of a concept from Ohad Naharin, the famous choreography choreographer and dance teacher and um, his he has this famous dance training style called um, Gaga technique which is how he's been nicknamed Mr. Gaga and he said that we have to fight for pleasure oh my goodness how amazing would it be if you woke up and you fought for pleasure, not pretend pleasure. I'm not talking about hiding from your feelings and buffering away your day. I'm not talking about um, hiding from your stress by watching Netflix. But I'm talking about if you're going to watch Netflix because you love watching a show, that you really embrace that moment, that you really love that moment, that you enjoy that show and you fight for the pleasure of I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to love this show and be intentional about it. And it reminds me of another thought from Eckhart Tolle. And he said that sometimes we find ourselves when we're talking about being present, right? Sometimes we find ourselves doing things that we think we shouldn't be doing. Like I should be being productive right now. And instead I'm lounging on the couch. Oh my goodness, I should feel so bad about myself. But in that moment, you have two choices that are sane, two sane choices, let's say. You could either choose to stop doing what you're doing and do something else that you'd rather be doing, and that's a great option if that's what you want to do. But another sane option is what if you just choose to really embrace being in the now and loving lounging on the couch? (laughs) What if that's the pleasure that you're fighting for? The insane option is to beat yourself up and feel like, oh man, I shouldn't be doing this and then try to hide those feelings of I shouldn't be doing this by trying to do something else. That's when you usually pull out your phone and you're scrolling because you're feeling bad about sitting. You don't want to feel bad, so you're hiding it on by getting on social. You know what I mean? That's the toxic, insane journey. And it's okay if you do this insane journey because we all do, but... Again, just like what what would it feel like to fight for the pleasure, the pleasure of getting up and trying something hard or the pleasure of choosing to sit down and relax and be present regardless of whatever you choose? And I just have to ask, how often are you sitting around waiting for the world to send you joy, to send you pleasure, to send you excitement and wonder? And what if all along, 
the truth is, is that all of the things that are joyous and pleasurable and exciting and wonderful are already around you in abundance and you just haven't noticed them or paid attention to them or focused on them. Or what if you haven't fought for the pleasure of enjoying those things? (laughs) Just stop waiting for your job to make you happy. You know what I mean? Stop waiting for your partner to make you happy or for your future partner if you don't currently have a partner or something like that. I know I've said it a million times, but it's not the politician's job. It's not the weather's job or anyone else's job or anything else's job to discover pleasure for yourself. It is you. And you get to choose where you focus your mind. I hope that you take a leaf out of my four-year-old's book today (laughs) and choose to focus your mind on the thrill of living, actually fighting to feel alive, fighting for the pleasure of being alive and um, not, not just fake pleasures of hiding from feelings because you don't want to face them. I hope that part of fighting for this pleasure of being alive is learning how to embrace and confront, feel your feelings, process them, and choose the most joyous, exciting life that you can for yourself. So what does this look like for you? I'd love to hear some of your ideas. If you've had something pop into your head, write me an email at takethestagecoaching at gmail.com. And... If you have no clue where to start, what this might look for you, I'd love to visit with you as well. Sign up for a free sample session at the same email address, or you can check out my website, evandunn.com, and let's chat. Your joy is such a worthy cause for you. I know your boss doesn't think that. Your boss thinks that you giving 100% of your time and effort to your job is the only worthy cause. But I am so happy for you that you are choosing to come along on this journey with me and find that worthy joy for yourself. So stop waiting in the wings, my friends. It's time to go out and take the stage in Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you. So please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 